Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh Hi. man, Gabby. I love what you said on um stories earlier. You were like, we've been in a vortex. And I just could not think of a better way to describe it. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I feel like we've been swirling. Swirling in this vortex. So if you're new here and missed the update last year, 2022, happy new year, by the way, like, I, I don't think happy I've said new that year. at all to our audience. <laughs> so happy new year. Um, first day back on the job after going into what I called the cocoon in November this time willingly, but I also was like nudged into it. I remember, I think I told you, Gabby, I was journaling in my bed one night and I was like, I think. I really need to do this. And I felt so much resistance because I was like, I don't want to do this, but I think I need to do this. Um, and <laughs> I feel like I was hoping for the, the ease and the joy and the rest that I've been craving. And when I got into the cocoon, I felt like literally two weeks after my life, like took a turn. (laughs) And, um, and also there were moments that were so beautiful and did provide me with that rest and ease that I was desiring. And I think I actually did get what I needed out of that experience. And so I'm excited to share that today, but I think we have a variety of, um, categories that we want to go in with y'all just to kind of share, the wisdom that we've acquired over the past uh, couple months, and also some things that we want to carry with us into the new year. Um, I know with the new year, a lot of us are feeling maybe some pressure to create new year's resolutions and intentions and have all of these things, these plans and the pressure, gosh, that that can create. I know I've been there and that's why kind of this year, did you set new year's resolutions or intentions? Like, I feel like I did not really even do that (laughs) this year. No, I think that mine was survive. (laughs) (laughs) Just get through this time. Just get through it. Survive and ease. I think I, what I usually do is I set words. Mm -hmm. So Mm-hmm. Um, the year before, I think 2020, my word was joy and that ended um, up being funny. Um, but 2021 was ease and peace, I think, and survive. <laughs> survive. And yeah. sometimes it is just that, just depending on the stage of life that we're in. And I think there's so much demonization around that word, but truly like, Yes. We want to get to a space of like thriving, but sometimes like all we can do is survive and like the appreciation for our bodies to be able to do that brings online a sense of ease and gratitude. I feel like, yeah, exactly. I I think last year my word was, um, devotion. And I feel like I did just that. Like just reflecting on 2022, I was very, very devoted to myself and this body of work and also remembering that there is a bigger picture to all of this. And it's not just all about me, 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 
not that I'm trying to make it sound like being selfish is wrong because I think being selfish actually does allow us to fill the collective and support other people when our cups are full, but I was really devoted to myself and my practices. And I think one thing is for certain, I kept coming back to my body and surprised myself at the end of the year with making decisions that I would have never thought to have made in previous years. And I think it is because of the devotion. And I like using that word as opposed to like commitment or discipline. I feel like with devotion, there is uh, love attached to it or at least respect. And I feel like I did just that. So I, I don't even know if I've thought of a word for 2023 yet. I'm going to have to sit with that. I'm going to have to sit with that. I like that though. Words, <laughs> words to carry with you. So where shall we begin? Let's start with the health stuff. Yeah. I love your, I love devotion by the way as well. And I feel like you did do just that. Um, physical health. So we wanted to just kind of do pillars of, okay, where are we at here? Let's catch up here. Um, where are we at mental health um, and go down the line. Um, so physical health, I will start. Physically, I feel better than I have in a long time. And for me, it wasn't, I already had the physical things on board. So when we're talking about nutrition, I was nourishing myself very well. When we're talking about sleep, I was sleeping upwards of like 11 hours per night in the beginning of 2022. And for a while, I was thinking to myself, wow, I need so much sleep right now, but I'm, I don't know why I need so much sleep. I was really confused on that. And then it very quickly set in that I need so much sleep because I was under so much emotional um, turmoil. I'll actually use that word. (laughs) And my body was craving. And once I realized that I just let my, I just let it happen. I pushed back the times that I took clients. And so I, I wasn't seeing clients. I think my earliest appointment was 11 available because I really needed that time to be able to sleep sometimes until 9am I was sleeping. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity to be able to do so because if I was still working in as a nurse, that wouldn't have been possible. I shifts are seven to seven, no matter, I mean, very rarely 11 to seven, but um, yeah, I was sleeping so much and I could, I, at first I was thinking, is there something off with my thyroid? Is there something, all these physical things and really so much of what we talk about is coming back to the nervous system. And I realized, no, my body is just so stressed during the day with things that feel out of my control yeah. that it, my mind is bouncing. I felt like a ping pong ball, like constantly all day long. And once that changed, that changed, I would say March to April, eventually my body started feeling, I just said farted, <laughs> started feeling, <laughs> <laughs> I 
eventually my body it probably did that too so funny it probably released that too to be honest um and eventually my body started to normalize and now I don't I do not need 11 hours per night and I think what it goes back to is is patience and allowing your body to be in the place that it is right now knowing that it's not permanent um so physically now I like I said, I feel better than I have in years. And it did not have to do with the things that I typically would have run to. And I've known for a long time that the root of any conditions, any thyroid issues and all of that for me has been um, emotional stress and nervous system related. And then how that then impacts what I do physically and yeah, I would say that's my physical update. I feel more confident. I feel more comfortable in my body and it feels really good. I saw a quote the other day that said, stress and trauma don't just go away when you ignore them, they manifest in your body. And I know we all know that if we're, if you follow Gabby and I, like we are, um, big proponents of that perspective, Um, and so that just makes so much sense. You didn't really see, I mean, I'm sure other things supported you such as supplements, changing some food things, maybe making sure you're eating enough, et cetera. But really Mm -hmm. like what felt like was a weight off your shoulders was, was when that emotional turmoil, like being so immersed in it and stepping outside of it, that's really what supported you the most. And I can a hundred percent attest to that as well. That was exactly my experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I always come back to that always. And it really does take you off the hamster wheel, especially like when you're not aware of that. I just remember spinning my wheels and, and looking into so many different rabbit holes and I was, it was just adding more stress to the plate. So yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I'm so happy that you're feeling better too. And are sleeping normally. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, I just shared a picture too, and this is perfect because this episode will air this week, but I just shared a photo to Instagram yesterday of me in Tulum on the Nourish Woman Retreat. And even looking at that photo, I'm like, wow, my body was much more inflamed even in back in August than it is now. And it's crazy to look at, like, it's, it's so fascinating to see that not much has changed in physical ways other than the things that I've been able to accomplish based on a more um, steady nervous system. So what about you? How do you feel physically? What is, <laughs> yeah, what no, I feel this year or this past year, you guys like 2022, I remember sending out an email about like just my truth. And as a practitioner, it can feel really vulnerable and revealing to be so brutally honest about what you're moving through as you're trying to guide everyone else. Um, and it's usually, uh, us as practitioners who do get sicker before we get better. But I think at the end of the day, what was holding me through all of it was this notion of like, I know what it is. I was so stressed out that my body began to, um, create safety by gaining weight. 
Um, it, I, I mean, I, I've said this to clients before. I've said this to you, Gabby, like there was one point throughout the year where I felt absolutely neurotic, which I'm excited to talk about copper dumping as well in an episode, um, coming up because that also had a lot to do with it. Um, and at the end of the day, it was my uprooting from my mom's house. And if you're new here, I was, I owned a house. I built a house with an ex-partner and then I moved back home to my mom. It was kind of like this going back into the womb, as I've mentioned with some friends. And I really had this opportunity to heal and to integrate and just to feel safe. And that's where a lot of, yeah, like I said, healing took place. And then come this year in or last year, I keep saying this year, 2022, March, um, I moved and it almost felt like, because it was so fast, I almost left the womb so quickly, prematurely, if you will. And from that moment on for like, it took me months to settle, you know, as a woman, I feel like our wombs don't feel grounded if we don't have that like sense of safety. And so that's what I was trying to create. I was trying to create a safe space in my new home with my, um, you know, my partner and the people I was living with. Um, and that was my intention. That was my goal. And that was all I could focus on. And by doing so, I kind of created this, um, yeah, the sense of not feeling grounded in my body, not feeling safe in my body. And I was all in my head. I, it was very challenging for me to be in my body. And, um, then after the nourished woman retreat, I feel like that all shifted for me. I've said this before, but having sisterhood, creating nourishing relationships with women is what I was really lacking in my life and feel like I have been lacking for like a full decade. Um, and like true nourishment, like true connection, witnessing each other, seeing each other, holding each other, like that is what allowed my system to feel safe. And I truly feel that that is also what impacted, um, prior relationships as well, because I didn't have that felt sense of safety from the feminine. And that was creating this, uh, my own distorted view of the feminine and masculine. And it was just, it was just game changer. So after that, like my body started to naturally come back to harmony and everything just started naturally falling back into place. I feel much more comfortable in my body. I don't struggle with digestive issues at this point right now, but earlier this year, like that was the weight gain. And I knew the weight gain was just like a symptom. Like, I know I say this a lot. It's a symptom of not only the stress, but I was also experiencing a lot of digestive discomforts. My bowel movements weren't the same. I was bloated. I was like gassy. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so uncomfortable. And of course, when I'm not eliminating, well, we're going to carry that, you know, in our bodies. So that has now normalized. And I feel, I think one thing that's been really good for me this year has been my skin. Like I, I've never been one to really s- struggle with skin issues, but like occasionally there'll be like, um, some hormonal acne or I don't know, like I'll get pimples right here on my cheeks, but I feel like one thing I've been super consistent with supplement wise has been chlorophyll. And I feel like that's just been game changer, not only because it's a good source of copper and it's oxygenating your cells, but 
yeah, I don't know. It just does something and I'm here for it. Supporting phase two liver detoxification. Um, so yeah, that's that's my little update. Um, yeah. I also noticed a huge change in my skin when I made that transition and the first part of me knows that it's the emotional piece, but also I was thinking cod liver oil, like the fatty acids are so supportive too. And that's something that I added in last year. So yeah, but it, it also, um, if you get a pimple in the same spot every month, I think that that's really interesting information and kind of tracking when in your cycle, if you are cycling, when it happens and um, if there's something related there, because it can be both, it can be nervous system and there might be, that might be causing some sort of hormone issue or something like that. And the liver is so important to support, which is makes my my chlorophyll work so well. That's my liver and my adrenal glands are what have gotten the most attention this year. Just after getting one of my hair tests, I was like, Oh man. (laughs) And I wasn't surprised. I was surprised, but I also was like, come on, this makes so much sense. Like look at your life right now. Um, and that's like what I like to remind my clients of too. Like we're just taking this as information. It's not good or bad, but how can we support your body with what is being presented to us in this given moment? Um, but yeah, the cod liver oil game changer, love cod liver oil. (laughs) And, um, one thing I want to get back into this year is our castor oil packs. I feel like I've really slowed down on that. And I I talk about like how I just remember using them consistently. I loved them so much. I've been using castor oil packs since college, like 2014, 15, um, is really when I first discovered them. And then like at some point afterwards, I kind of fell off and it's just always coming back to like all of our resources and our tools. Like we will never reach a point in our life where we're consistent with everything. Like, first of all, I think that's really boring. Second of all, it's impossible as nonlinear beings in this world to, stay consistent with one thing all the time. Like really, I just want to support it or support um, my liver with castor oil packs primarily during my luteal phase. So I'm just going to focus on that this year. What are you going to focus on? Is there anything that like stands out to you or are you just kind of like moving? Um, yeah, I castor oil packs are something that I've really been I bring them traveling, (laughs) like I bring my little kit. And so I've been working on focusing that, but I want to up them maybe even two, three times per week, Um, especially in the luteal phase. And then I would say movement because when I was in San Francisco and when I was in Portugal, I was walking at least 10,000 steps a day and I felt incredible. And it wasn't for me about, oh my gosh, I need to hit 10,000 or I'm not a good person or I'm not healthy. It was, I feel like a different person when I'm walking this much. And it's just a way to figure out if I'm walking enough or not while also listening to my body. Um, Because if I am on my period, then I'm like day one or two that I'm not going to walk that much. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put my body through that unless I'm really feeling 
wow, I need to move. I need to move through these cramps because it can be helpful if you're cramping. Um, but as someone who experiences very minor um, and when I do experience them, I'm like, oh, like I did yesterday. I was like, oh, why am I cramping today? Oh, no wonder. I felt a little, you know, some, some things going on the past week or so. Um, and so I would say movement, getting enough and strength training. As I travel, it can be tough to find places mm. to go for that. Um, and also on an emotional side, I don't wanna use the word boundaries. I really don't love the word boundaries, but just continuing to step into my power and not being afraid to speak my truth and relating that back to thyroid. I think that that has been a big thing of my past of not speaking up of why my thyroid was off for so long. So continuing to do that. Is a big I love thing that. I'll be working on. I love that. And the whole movement piece is something that I really prioritize with my time away. I feel like that really got the back seat in 2022. Um, because again, I was just trying to create safety in my home and would always find myself, um, just saying I'll get to it later. And then it's like the afternoon and I don't want to work out in the afternoon. So I would just say maybe tomorrow and giving myself so much grace for that because yeah, I mean, as we said in the beginning of the episode, sometimes all we can do is just prioritize survival. And that's kind of like what I was doing in 2022. Um, but the whole movement piece, I was just telling a client earlier, like I feel like so different when I don't go on a walk in, um, at some point in my day. And I think I've kind of built up this resilience to walk like 40 minutes a day. And that feels really good, but also that changes. Like you said, if it's like day one of my period where I didn't get really good sleep and all my body wants to do is just like lay down and rest and close my eyes, like then I will honor that. I think one thing I've gotten really good at is honoring my body's boundaries, um, following the biological impulse there. Like, am I overriding something right here? Is my higher brain trying to do something that my body's not necessarily on board with? I feel like that's something that has really gotten so much better over the past few months. Um, but the walking is game changer. Don't underestimate the walks. I've really been considering like you, I think you have access to this right now, like a treadmill or like a walking pad from my desk because I mean, I don't mind the cold. I will go out and I will walk, but I feel like I could definitely get more movement in throughout the day. Cause that feels good by having a walking pad. So stay tuned. <laughs> it's so nice. I'm at a co-working space right now in Maine. I'm home for a bit until next week. And I use the walking pad sometimes and it's so nice. I didn't think I'd be able to work while I was walking. Yeah. How is but that? It feels it's a definitely a transition, but once you're in the motion, it it's fine. It feels great. And I know that multitasking shouldn't really be a thing, but it feels so nice. I, I what I miss about nursing is how active it was. So I knew that on this day I might be pushing my limits, which wasn't great, but 
I'm going to be getting movement at the same time that as I'm working. That's incredible. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't have to separate it, but that's a big part of changing to working from home is okay. Now I need to schedule my movement and make sure I'm moving my body. Yeah. Um, my body definitely took a hit for sure when I went from that transition. So I think they're great. I recommend I, it. Yeah. Stay tuned. Maybe getting an upgrade here in the KMW office. Um, but strength training has also been a priority too. Like I just strength trained earlier today. I'm in early luteal, so it still feels good. Um, and I always, um, shout her out to my clients, but Adina Rubin, if you guys are looking for a resource, she's also an MTP, she's a medical exercise specialist. And she also, I think just became a root cause protocol consultant. Um, but I always recommend her strength training programs to our clients and our students because, she's just so hormonally respectful. And that's really important. If you're someone who is experiencing chronic symptoms and is done like overriding your body, she takes it back to like bare bones, basics, starting with body weight, building strength. The movements are repetitive. The movements are mundane, but they are so effective and foundational. Um, and so I have been just using her, uh, 12 week, uh, program that she created for actually one of our groups, but yeah, she's phenomenal. So Adina Rubin on, on the gram, if you guys are interested, I believe she has like a self-paced strength training for happy hormones and also like a live coaching one, but I don't know if she's still doing that anyway, check her out. We'll put her in the show notes. Um, and then one thing that has really, <laughs> been catching my mind has been, uh, appetite. I think because stress has still been there. I, um, like more, more so emotional stress. I told you Gabby that my appetite has definitely taken a hit. It's not that I'm full. Like my digestion feels good. Like I am hungry. I just don't necessarily know what I'm hungry for. And when I do eat something, it's never, I mean, I'm satisfied, but I'm not like, oh, I feel nourished kind of thing. Like I was before I was experiencing some emotional stress in my life. Um, but one of those things that I've switched up just to kind of not feel nauseous by what I'm eating or grossed out by what I'm eating, um, has been switching up the way I cook my eggs. And I usually recommend this to clients too. Like eggs for me, like I need to eat eggs every single day. Like <laughs> I can't not eat eggs, but the way I cook them is different. So what I've been loving lately are just some jammy eggs boiled for like eight minutes and sprinkling lots of salt on them and eating them like that, as opposed to like scrambled eggs. But sometimes I get sick of the boiled eggs and I'll go back to the scrambled eggs, like really following that, um, internal cue, I guess, if you will, to try something, you try something different. Also, if eggs are not your jam, although I'm like, there's so much nutrition packed in there. Um, you don't have to have like breakfast foods for breakfast either. Like it can be lunch or dinner foods for breakfast. Um, and that can kind of just, so we're getting enough protein. I feel like that's been a big priority for me too. This past year is just making sure like protein proteins, like the first thing I think about, um, and making sure I eat that on the plate first, but yeah. I just wanted to share that because that's something that came to me the other day. 
Yeah, appetite is so impacted by our emotional state. And I remember when I was going through it, I made a post about this, like foods to eat when you don't have an appetite. And that was very much based on my personal experience. Like, (laughs) what can I eat right now that feels good? Because I don't want to eat right now, but I know that I need to, and I don't want to stuff myself either. I want it to feel satisfying and stuff that I want. So figuring out a way to make it feel desirable um and just knowing that your appetite will come back online it just is feeling a little scared right now yeah that's it scared exactly and I think I know that at the end of the day because I've been through it I've seen it and I've seen me come out the other side (laughs) like it's this Mm -hmm. life is constantly fluctuating it is fluid we are ebbing and flowing at every given moment of life so it's that internal trust. I'm not like doom and gloom over here. I'm relating to all of it so differently. And that's because I've had all these experiences and have moved through them. Got to go through it to get through it. And then you come out wiser on the other end. Um, but yeah, anything else in the health realms? Oh, I actually have, well, I, that's like more lifestyle. Yeah. Anything else like physical health that you can think of? I don't think so. I think I would love to just, yeah. Talk about mental health and nervous system. Yeah. Yep. This is the bulk of it, especially like, I think a lot of us were like, I've just been talking to my clients and like holidays are so chaotic and this, that, and the other. And a lot of us, and that makes so much sense. I mean, they can be for sure. And as can any other part of our life, every other aspect of our life can also feel chaotic too, when we don't have that like true felt sense of regulation and what that looks like. Um, but I think one of the things that kind of stopped for me in these past two months, not just because of the holidays, but because I really just wanted to release any pressure I was putting on myself. And one of those things was routine, routine. I feel like I've been really battling, um, having a routine and what that routine looks like ever since I stepped foot into this health and wellness space, because there is so much that you can do that. It's like, okay, I gotta like schedule everything. I gotta make sure I do this. I gotta do that and blah, 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 just so I can feel better. But I've learned that that can actually make you feel like a lot worse, not only physically, but mentally strained. Um, and so there have been these ebbs and flows of like, okay, having a routine and not having a routine. And I feel like by not having a routine, it felt the duality of like, wow, that felt really nice. And also I I do need structure because my feminine, I can just go off and not like hold myself accountable. I cannot say commit to the things that I want to do within my work life, my personal life. I can just push things off to the side. So I need some sort of structure, but also having the flexibility to choose based on what my body is capable of that day and being radically honest with myself. Um, how do you feel about routines? (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious because as a Virgo, I'm supposed to be a very like routine oriented person. Like I wake up at this time every day, I do this and then I do that. Um, 
And I have such a rebellion to routine to the fault of like you're saying, like I can go just, I can be all over the place and I really have to dial in. Okay. What do I want to do in this moment? And so for me, routine is not necessarily, I've tried on my calendar writing out like, okay, from this time to this time, I'm going to do this. And I'll look at it and say, nah, I don't feel like doing that. (laughs) And that, (laughs) that is what I just swipe up. That is what I learned is that I can still have a routine of, I want to wake up around this time naturally. I don't use an alarm. So I'm waking up naturally around this time, as long as I go to bed at this time. And in the morning, I'm doing something for myself. So I'm doing some sort of activity that feels the best for me. For me, in the past, physically, I'm more tired in the morning. I've had low cortisol in the past. And so getting that morning sunlight before I do anything else, before I do legs up the wall, if I start with a meditation or legs up the wall, I'm going to be sleeping the rest of the day. Like that is not nourishing for me. I need to go outside. I need to go see the sun. I need to get movement very early. And then I can come back and do like a legs up the wall meditation um, or breath work or stretching or something like that. Um, And so I've just surrendered to my routine is not something that is written down on paper. It's just chunks of time that are generalized on what I want to do in that time. And then I will do what feels the best and what I feel the most creative in, in that moment, instead of pushing and pushing, because I will stare at my computer and not do anything if I try to push, or I will go take a nap because I don't have a boss telling me to do it. <laughs> I actually don't really nap ever, but just as an example, like yes. I just will rebel against it so hard if I make it too stringent on myself. And that's your Aries. That's your Aries. <laughs> exactly. That's my Aries, like, and the Libra, like the Aries, the like, Libra. I'm just like, yeah. no, like I cannot, this is not fair. <laughs> so interesting. Cause yeah, so. I have Virgo and Aries and me too. I'm missing the Libra. I have Taurus instead, but the Virgo rising is me. And so that is like, I wake up at the same time every day. If I don't do that, like it's a loss, like it's an L for the day. And, um, I almost feel like Virgo risings. It's more routine is more prominent for Virgo risings. I've seen yeah, that's Virgo what sun. I've been told. That's what I've been told. Um, it's very interesting. Cause yeah, I'm an Aries sun Virgo rising and, and then the emotional piece <laughs> makes so much sense too. just a Taurus <laughs> over here with my emotions. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think what we're kind of taking away here is the, the main parts of what a routine would look like. Like you said, like, I want to wake up at this time every day. So long as I go to bed at this time, like, can that be steady? Can that be stable? And then everything else in between, can I just base it on how I'm feeling to an extent? Because also there's the, the accountability piece and that can be Mm -hmm. so challenging to navigate and having so much grace for ourselves in those moments, because our mind and body, the goal is to like, you know, get them to work as one unit. But sometimes like there's that conflict, that internal conflict, which I feel like I've been battling for the past couple of months, honestly. Um, and it's, it's okay. And so long as we're, we're not beating ourselves up about it, like, 
that can allow for space to, to, for that to shift instead of, um, uh, hardening that wiring. But yeah, I love having a routine. I think it's a great way to create safety, but also there's the flexibility, which is the feminine. And I feel like when we start to, that's also, we talked about this Gabby, but that's also a big thing for me this year, big theme, just really, um, prioritizing the masculine and feminine, not only in relationship, but also just within my own being really enhancing my relationship to the masculine within and the feminine. Um, because yeah, I think my feminine can be so strong and so flowy and open and so alive, but also I think not having an, a relationship with the masculine internally has really been, um, reflected in my life lately. And that is a big, big priority this year in 2023. (laughs) Yes. I would say along those lines of the nervous system and mental health pillar, it really feels like a theme of, like I said, speaking up for what's actually on my mind instead of um, watering it down. Like in the past, (laughs) in the past like two, three months, the things that I've said to people, even through texting or on FaceTime, things that I've said to people, I would have never said they've, oh, they would have lived in my brain and I'm not mean, I'm not being mean in my delivery, but I'm being very honest and very um, blunt in a kind way. And I think I've always been that way, but I'm doing it from the beginning and not waiting until I feel this level of comfort with a person that I want to be honest with. Um, And I think that that has brought so much, it's honestly brought a lot of humor uh, to me. And when I share the things that I've said with my friends, it's been very funny to like watch their reaction. Um, One of my friends, Yasmin, I've shared a lot with her and she'll just be like, whoa, you went for it. You just went for it immediately. And I think that it, it, I, I want to be, um, in relationship, whether platonic or or romantic with people that do the same for me. And so that is bringing a lot of ease to my nervous system instead of protecting somebody else, instead of being mm. like, oh, well, I can't say this because I don't want this person to take it this way and feel this way. Um, more of an unapologetic, this is how I feel and how do you feel and giving space for their energy as well. What a beautiful reflection. I think that just goes to show like how you're healing trauma or survival stress by noticing these parts of yourself coming through more self energy, if you will. Um, and just speaking your truth without fear of like, how is this going to be received by them? And that's kind of like how I've been reflecting on my life lately. Like, wow, I would have never done that. like five years ago and here we are, we're doing it. And it is, um, that window of tolerance being expanded and being okay with what may come from that, um, response or whatever it may be, but yeah, that's really beautiful. I appreciate the, the firmness is what I've, um, I feel like just really quickly on the topic of gentle parenting, um, 
I've always for the past seven years, like have said, like, I want to raise my children this way and I want them to be loved. I never want them to be fearful of me. I want them, you know, there was at one point where I was like, I don't want to tell them no, like almost like just very (laughs) passive parenting instead of like, no, like here, here's what firmness and sternness feels like, and it's healthy shame so that they can feel safer with you almost not toxic shame, not toxic aggression or anything, but healthy shame. That's something that I've recently learned like within the past month and it has completely changed my life. And I was like, and just hearing it from someone that I really respect. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've, that was a big lesson. I never thought that you could, um, relay a message that is quote unquote, blunt or firm in a, in a healthy way, but it can actually benefit both parties. And so I just really appreciated that and really appreciate you continuing to speak and honor your truth. Um, yeah, and you're doing it too. If you didn't know, Kara and I are in constant contact. And so <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> we, she's doing it too. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing we could not have done it. I mean, we could have done it together, but without each other, but it would have really sucked. <laughs> so just going exactly. back to the whole like sisterhood piece, like it, it really does. I told you that Gabby, I was like, I really don't fucking know like what I would be doing if I didn't have you like on the phone right now. Um, I feel the same. I feel the same. And I said, I was like, I feel like this would be so much more different too. Like if we were in person, like it would feel lighter, whatever, you know, it is that we're moving through. Um, so having support, having your people around, we just can't emphasize it enough. Y'all you can't heal in isolation. You can't get through these stressors and isolation. I think that can happen so often just on the topic of avoidant attachment that I've been exploring a lot lately. Um, Mm -hmm. we can become these hyper-independent individuals because we have been let down so much by people that we love and supposedly trust and care about. And that can feel very, um, it can feel like death. And so one of the things we do to protect ourselves is to say, I'm going to just shut out the world, never have to like speak to anyone again, because that feels safer. Um, but the first awareness and education around that, I feel like needs to be online first to know that, Oh, this is a thing and it doesn't have to be this way. And I actually want to heal in community with other people and then seeking the support to do so. And usually that comes in the form of therapy in some way. Um, but yeah. So one of the other things I found myself, um, after I got off social media, Gabby, and I talked to you about this, of course, as we just said, we've been in constant contact. Gabby is actually <laughs> also here for a little bit in November. Um, Mm-hmm. she was here for the episodes days. you can watch on YouTube. Yes. Yes. We recorded episodes together, which is really fun. I wish that was like a, a weekly thing for sure. Um, but we got to spend some time together. And I think at that point, literally, I think you were here when that my life, like just took a turn. Um, and 
with that, I found myself coping in other ways than social media. Um, I didn't realize how much of a coping mechanism it was for me just to kind of dissociate. Um, and so I found myself doing that with emails. I found myself doing that with shopping. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Pinterest. What? Pinterest. Pinterest. Yes. Pinterest. <laughs> and then, so I took it a step further. I was like, I'm going to delete all scrolling apps from my phone. So I deleted Pinterest for a little bit. Um, and I remember I, I asked someone to do a dopamine detox with me and they were like, so you mean be depressed with you for five days? And I was like, <laughs> no, but we can do other things like cook and go on walks and receive natural forms of dopamine instead of getting constantly hit and bombarded with the shopping, the TV, the, 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 the messages from social media, like the comments and all the external validation. This is something I realized this morning, Gabby, I have yet to talk to you about, but I was receiving Mm -hmm. so much external validation, I think from social media that, um, I sought it in other ways. And also what I said to you the other day, I think it's so normal to want to receive external validation as a human after listening to another podcast episode on it, it was very validating. Um, we're human. And I think that is innate, but also is it running the show or is it just nice to receive? Like there's a big difference if it's like dictating certain behavior versus like, Oh, that was reaffirming. And thank you. Um, so yeah, that was, it was interesting and not, I wasn't beating myself up about the things I was noticing about myself. It was just interesting information And slowly, but surely all of that naturally started to go away. Um, But yeah, social media, it'll be interesting as I kind of step back into the space, how I will continue to honor my body, my body's limits and boundaries, um, because it can be very easy to get sucked into that social media vortex for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's our fault. I think it's, it's built that way. (laughs) They designed it that way. And what you said on external validation, I think that when we're looking for it to give us our worth, that's when it needs to be looked at. But when it's just happening as a validation of what we already know, not in a selfish way of I'm an incredible person, but you are. And so it's like, I I knew that, but thank you for seeing me. That's the difference. Like, thank you for seeing what I already knew in myself. And sometimes I just need a little reinforcement to, um, to see that you saw that. And that's why it feels so good. Instead of I'm focusing on external people to help me see that I'm worth it. Right. So, right. So beautifully said, love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, and then no, think, no Instagram. Do you have any other takeaways? Well, I was just going to say that in, in the name of new year's resolutions and also that new year's is still during winter time. <laughs> it's very interesting how a lot of us will be like jumping into the gym first thing on January the 1st and 
doing all of these things to quote unquote, uh, better ourselves, which I think self-development can also sometimes not saying it's all the time can be seen as self-punishment. And so always checking in and making sure the space that we're coming from is always authentic and from a place of maybe not self-love yet, but also just self-respect. Um, I think winter is now that I'm familiar with the female cycle and everything, I think we're still in a very like restful period. And that is something because I don't think I got as much rest as I would have liked during my time away, just with my mind. I think my body got a lot of rest, but I think my mind, um, wasn't quite fully, there were moments where I was able to fully rest, but there were also a lot of moments where I felt a lot of internal tension. And I think, although I'm still going to be on social media, I still want to honor the season of life that we're in it being winter and all. So that's something that I'm going to still continue in what the two months that we have left of winter. Mm-hmm. If you're in Maine, in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, yeah, it doesn't get warm here until like, I mean, you'll get glimpses of it in April, but May is when it starts to get like. I mean, warmer. true. Yes. But I think, um, yeah, there's more, there's more sunlight and yeah, just, I feel like we're just getting. Yeah. I'm just honestly. being, I'm being dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I gotta get out here. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful, but I gotta go. Um, that the social media piece and the resting, I think it just brings it back to how you opened it around it allowed so much more to be illuminated and seen because it wasn't a distraction and you didn't even realize that it was a distraction for all of that time when you were on it until you were off. And I think that's so reminiscent of our bodies as well. Um, Often we come with one symptom and then that one goes away and then a whole other piece of information is shown by our body because it just wasn't safe enough to reveal it because we were so focused on that one thing that we wanted to fix and knowing that that's normal. And so when you reduce this huge time, I mean, social media itself, it it's wild what it's capable of. And so when I was off as well, when I deleted it, I didn't feel normally, I usually feel like I'm in a transition period for the first week. I didn't necessarily feel that this time. Um, but I did feel a sense of, okay, now what, and what do I want it to look like when I come back? And that's often what I'm, I'm speaking through in my mind, but what I've battled with to get really clear is what I've battled with on social media is how vulnerable to get there and how appropriate it is for me to get that vulnerable. And I'm often wondering how this is something I'm working on is how I'm being perceived in that space. A big piece that I'm working on in general in life is not worrying so much about how people perceive me and knowing that the, the way that people perceive me is exactly how they're meant to. And either they understand me or they don't. And that's okay. And I don't need everyone to understand me. But on Instagram, it's like, I know that certain people see me, but I don't want them to be 
having so much sympathy for me that it's almost like, oh, poor Gabby. That's like not the the vision that I have for what I give out on social media. It's just, I want other people to feel seen in me sharing. That is my own, I want other people to be, feel seen. It's not that I'm looking for sympathy. And of course, like support and all of that feels so good for someone to say like, wow, this is a, a big deal. Thank you for sharing. But I also just truly hope that that is more of, oh, I didn't know that she was going through something like that. And now I feel a little more seen um, here. And so that is something that I thought of a lot while I was away is how do, how do I want to re-show up? And of course, I start my period. I start bleeding yesterday. And I write this long ass, really like in-depth caption. <laughs> I post it. And I was like, okay, this is how I'm showing up. I'm just going to go with it. And I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and wonder if I should have posted that or not. That just feels authentic to me right now. And I'm going to change throughout mm -hmm. the month. And I'm going to post differently throughout the month. And this is how I am. And it's okay. And if Emily becomes worried about me, I'm going to tell them it's okay. I promise I'm okay. <laughs> and I just, that it's just going to be. And I'm not going to circle the dream about it. Mm. I love that. Wow. And I support you. Yeah. And I think all we can do is be authentic to how we feel in the here and now, not how we'll feel in five days or 10 years. Um, because we're not living for the, the future. I mean, yes. And, but we are, if we can just be in the here and the now and just honor what is here right now, I feel like everything else just tends to fall into place. And that's oh another big life lesson for me. Um, just with the uncertainty piece in my life, like I think I choose safety by trying to create m my future and predict everything. And there's no uncertainty over here. I need to know what everything looks like. Um, and if I don't, then it's, it's not, it's not going to work out for me, but that's life, right? Not knowing being okay with what isn't yet. And I also just feel like that comes back to healing trauma and feeling safe in our bodies, being in that window of tolerance, relating to our stress differently. And I think that is what I journaled about last night. Like, this period has not been free of stress. I have experienced anxiety, sadness, grief, rage, and I knew I was going to be okay. I related to it differently. And I allowed that energy to move how it wanted to move. I didn't judge it. I was there with it. I sought support and I'm here now. I'm having this conversation. I have a smile on my face. And it feels good to be here. Whereas in the past, I would feel so sucked into that trauma vortex and I would still be feeling so ridden with anxiety and that, cause that, I didn't know how to move that energy. I was just overwhelmed by it. And that makes so much sense. But then you start to learn and build capacity and build, uh, resources so that that energy can move. Um, but on the note of vulnerability, I think that vulnerability is beautiful. And I think at the end of the day, we're all just human and no one is perfect, including us practitioners. We all have our stuff that we move through and we'll be okay. 
be okay. And I think Gabby and I both have enough resources in our, just at our disposal to be able to know that we'll be okay. Because again, we can't do it alone. Beautiful. That's the biggest difference. That's the biggest difference is being able to look forward and say, this is not permanent. Nothing is permanent. Yeah. Um, Nothing is permanent. Everything is, is your body follows. Yeah. Your body follows. Exactly. Um, I think one of the other things I just wanted to share was that I also stepped away from learning more during this time away. Um, I think there's always a space to learn given that you have the capacity to learn. And unfortunately, a lot of us, um, who are in freeze responses or hyperarousal or hypoarousal do not have the capacity to learn and integrate more importantly, integrate. Um, have you ever like read the same line in a book over and over again? (laughs) Like that's kind of what that feels like. And so I just, kind of quieted the noise, did not have any time to like research or get into anything new. But what I did do was revisit some old trainings for a little bit. And then I also resourced myself by actually getting into more fiction books. Um, also hiking, nourishing my female relationships. And one thing I did do a lot was refine, um, a lot of cookie recipes. I feel like I talked to you several times and I was like, (laughs) making cookies. Um, cookies were definitely (laughs) resourceful for me. (laughs) (laughs) They look so good. Yeah. I love cookies. Maybe I'll share a recipe to the email newsletter or something because yeah, cookie, I think I stepped away so much in 2022 from the kitchen. I, kept things simple, as you said, and like survival, like when you're in survival, you're not going to get super fancy with your meals. Like you're just going to keep it super simple and you're going to just stick to the things that, you know, and because I had more space these past two months, I had the opportunity to play more and to mess up in the kitchen and maybe not get a good cookie batch, but the next one was better. And So I just remember like making several batches of, um, chocolate chip cookies and I have some upstairs right now, but yeah, it's been really nice to like get back into the kitchen space. And on my first day back, it feels, it feels very good. Like there's not, there, there isn't any tension. There isn't like, Oh, I got to do this. And I, you know, I got to like thinking about all the other things I got to do my day. I just, I feel so good being here right now. And also I think I've gotten a lot better with not cramming my day. Like you've seen me do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have a much better understanding of what my body can do and what it is, is what is just too much for my body on any given day. So, yeah. 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 I love it. Well, I think that's all we got, guys. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Body Wisdom Podcast. We appreciate you so much. And we also appreciate any feedback that you have for us, any topics that you would love us to discuss. 
feel free to DM us at body wisdom podcast on Instagram. We'll be sure to put all the links in our show notes. Stay tuned for updates on our body basics course. Um, that is going to drop very soon. We wanted to create an easy and digestible format of a course for you guys to kind of integrate the basics of nutrition and nervous system work all in one place. So we're really excited to share that with y'all and stay tuned.